Welcome to another adventure of Mama Ward's book, Keeping the Fruit on the Table. We're continuing uh, the topic today is time, communication, and respect. And uh, we're, we're looking at in uh, the Old Testament, Deuteronomy chapter 6, and how that the children of Israel are coming out and going into the promised land and their instruction. And she took some of that from that, uh, that was kind of like her basic outline while she was teaching her son, Philip. And so uh, she asked the Lord, okay, if you want me to teach him a Bible study uh, story every day before he goes to school, where am I going to find the time? So in 1 Timothy 1 and 14, the scripture says, I will therefore that the younger women marry, bear children, guide the house, give none occasion to the adversary to speak reproachfully. So she says that this is our first responsibility as a wife and mother. And he took, she took it from uh, Paul's writings there in Timothy. And uh, that the days that we uh, live in now, that it's a necessity. And uh, she says, but this is the place where all those vows begin to hit me from Deuteronomy chapter 6. When I stand before the Lord to give account, he is not going to accept what I turned over to the daycare center or what the Sunday school teacher taught my child, but what thou found time to do. So she was on assignment definitely to raise up her son. Uh, it takes time to invest uh, teachings and principles and guidance. Uh, you can't get around it. It takes time. It takes patience. It takes love. And uh, it takes you being full of the Spirit of God and the Word of God to be able to relay that to your children. Uh, as we express our love to our children, they respond to that love. And the avenue for guidance is established. You've got to establish the groundwork for giving them guidance. For one thing, if we are following the pattern of this teaching them from God's word, morning by morning, that is truth. And their little hearts are clean and pure and God's truth finds fallow ground or prepared ground in which to begin growing those seeds that you're planting. As we teach our children the truth, we begin to be aware of the responsibility of living this truth before them, for they need living examples to follow and, and see how it works. So it was a major assignment, and con communication is another factor, time, communication, and respect that God intends to continue it and leads on to bigger things. So the time that you invest in your children and the time until they can read for themselves and then they can enter in 
to uh, the family reading the Bible each day. I know my family, we'd always have a time of prayer every night, a, a verse, a scripture. We'd uh, pray about things. And I just remember that growing up, even though my dad worked shift work, if he wasn't there, my mom would lead us. But there was a time that we would come together as a family, read the word of God and have a have a foundation uh, to build on. So it's very, very important. And that they also enter in whenever they can start reading, let them read scriptures, get a, a Bible that they can understand a living version or or something. But keep that communication going between your children. Now, whenever it came to the point that he was, uh, Philip was going to be in junior high school, uh, Mama Ward took him to the orientation and everything. And so she got him uh, enrolled and, it, and it's not walking distance now. She's having to drive him to and from school. And uh, this was another step that she knew that this was another progression in the training that had already been begun in their home. And so uh, she went on out to the car once the she was enrolled him and everything, and now it was more uh, meetings for Philip to go to. So she went out and waited in the car until he uh, got through. So as she was in the car, she saw these upperclassmen come in and, and uh, get in their cars and light up their cigarettes. And she listened to the total filthy language they were using in their communication. And so she knew that this was going to be another step that no longer than she was planning fully on putting him on the school bus and letting him go to school. But she knew that uh, she couldn't change the way those students were talking, but she could limit the time that he was exposed to that. And so instead of riding the bus, uh, they either she or uh, Papa Ward would drive uh, Philip to school every every day and pick him up every day. And this continued until he graduated from high school. So it was more time that she had to set aside uh, for her son. Again, it was time invested. I want to read this. Uh, I did not realize at the time that this was God's way of maintaining the open lines of communication that had been established back in kindergarten with our son. But I believe I have been aware that it is when we place our children on that bus to send them off to school that we, okay, listen to this, that we begin to cut the lines of communication that we so desperately need to maintain during those high school years when they are being subjected to every ungodly line of thought that can come to their minds of unsaved men. So she saw that for, you know, you can only protect your children so far, but still that you've invested the time, you've form the lines of communication that your children will talk to you openly. We're going to get into that. And so uh, that that up to this point, it was, it, you know, it was again a challenge, another step to take. But I know also that when we really want to do a thing, we can arrange it. If you want to do something bad enough, you will figure out how to do it. So especially with God helping us, there are ways to make things happen. She said, is it easy? No, 
Does it not take time? No, it takes a lot of time. It talks, takes a lot of effort. But to maintain love and communication is worth any cost. So she goes back to chapter six of Deuteronomy and the aim of all this is found in verse 20. And when thy son asketh thee in time to come saying, what meaneth these testimonies and the statutes and the judgments which the Lord our God hath commanded you? And then our first and our 20th century language. And when your son comes to you asking for spiritual counsel, that's pretty to the point that she had been teaching God's word all this time, all these years. And one thing that she has come to realize is that people only come to those they respect for spiritual counsel in the problems of life. So we have time, we have more time, we have communication. Now we come to respect and this verse says, and when thy son asketh thee, when was that respect established? What makes him think you will take time or even have time to listen to his problems? And where has he gained the impression that he can communicate with you? Because all these years, she established the ground rules that he can come and communicate with me, that God wants Philip to communicate with God himself. And so you formed these principles and you guided him and you counseled him. So whenever he needs counseling, who's he going to come to? He'll come to you because you created that line of communication. This is a beautiful consequence of all these things. As your children learn respect for you as a parent, as, as their grandparents, so they will have respect for their school teachers, the law, and, uh, the law officers, the leaders of our land. It goes across the board. Remember the three generations mission, mentioned, the thee, thy son, and thy son's son. So it passes. God's plan are seldom just for one day or even one generation. They go forever, eternity. So respect is such a, 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 a character trait that you impart into your children. You respect them, they will respect you. You sow the seeds of respect, communication, and time, and whenever they're old, you, you train up a child in the way they should go. So when they're old, they won't depart from those principles and guidance. There's a promise there in Genesis 18, 17 through 19. And the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation. And all the nations of the earth shall be blessed by him. For I know him that he will command his children and his household after him. And they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that he hath spoken of him, quote, the Lord is indicating here that the fulfillment of his plan of blessing for his life was conditional. 
upon the manner in which he guided his household. So in Psalm 112 and 4, through 1 through 4, Praise ye the Lord. Bless is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments. You love his word. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. That's our seed, our family seed. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Wealth and riches shall be in their house and his righteousness endureth forever. Unto the upright there ariseth light in the dark, remember, or light and life bearers, light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteousness. What a word today, Psalm 112, 1 through 4. So there are definite promises that God gives us and to our children and to our children's children. It's been a beautiful to watch God fulfilling these words. And my Lord says, I am persuaded the only reason for my sharing all this is as it happened in our lives is to add the PS, it worked. What she did, she implanted in her son the examples, the principles of God that she planted as seeds, that it grew up, it worked. And again, happy communication, time, communication, and respect. That's all we have for today. We'll see you next time. God bless you.